Welcome to episode 162 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Right, guys, so welcome along to episode 162 of I Am Talk with Kurt John Newsom and Bevan James. Oh, how you going, mate? I'm fantastic. I'm a little tired today. How, how was the race? Where are you now? I'm in Poland. In Poland, how was the ITU? ITU was fantastic. Who took it out? Uh, Chris Gemmell took the win on the really? guys' side of things. Nice. And, girls? Uh, girls' side of things. Andrea Hewitt took Wow, it man, you must be pretty happy as a coach. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Who got 33rd? 33rd went to. Thirty um, third on the girls' side of things went to I don't know. Oh, okay, as you can tell, we're pre-recorded. I am talk is proudly brought to you by coffeesofhawaii.com. Ah, just get that smell in your house, you'll love it. Trybuys.com. Just get the latest gear, you'll look fashion. And athlinks.com. You can find some friends if you got some. And, <laughs> and all the results. And you can find out who got 33rd at pretty much any race you want to. That's, the, that's what we're looking for. Okay, so in this week's show, it's a little bit different because, John, you're not actually in Poland yet, but you are in Poland. That's right. That's a bit right. tricky, wasn't it? It's day like Twilight Zone. Day two is going to be a 200 So what are you doing? Uh, basically, Mon- we start camp on Monday and goes Monday through Sunday. So seven days of pure enjoyment. Day one um, is going to be just some bike run reps. Day two, we're doing the old classic 200k ride into Lithuania and back. Oh, no, good old classic. Into Lithuania. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, got yeah, plenty of other things in store. We'll do a half Ironman simulation. The old, uh, the classic windmill ride, not windmill, um, wind farm ride. There's some wind farms. You go and ride oh, up this hill cool? on top of wind farm and back a few times. Got um, one of my guys that I coach over in the UK coming across. How many guys are on it? Probably going to be about five, I think. So just a nice sort of compact group. But it's just, I've, I love training, so I'm, I'm uh, in my element. Yeah, love being over there. Time, yeah, great. Well, I hope you're loving yourself. Not loving yourself, loving. I'm sure you're loving yourself as well. But <laughs> Loving every minute of it, uh, Loving every minute of it. So we've actually pre-recorded this show, and we did a couple of interviews before John went away. And uh, the first interview was with? Yvonne Van Flerken. Yep. Did I get that right? Yeah. Well, we actually asked her, don't we? I did. Yeah, we asked her. It's, it's no longer Yvonne Van Vlerken, Schmirken, Schmirken, Flerken, No, Vlerken. no, no. Although I reckon she wouldn't mind. No, nor do I. Because she's a cool chick. She's yeah. really cool. So we're going to check that on pretty much straight away. So here's... Well, she, she, just a little background on her. Oh, yeah, okay. I think um, yeah, she really burst on the scene. Out of nowhere, eh? Uh, that's wow, what, that's, that, that's what we think. That's what most people think. She came on the scene out of nowhere in the 2000 and Because she came on the Iron Man scene out of nowhere. That's right. Yeah. Uh, 2007 when she went sub nine and dominated the race and, and wrote and then backed that up with her rope performance last year. She so knew world best time and then... Yep, second and then Kona. Second and Kona. So it's great. We get to find out the, the background and the stories before that and it really goes to show that it has been a, a long-term process. It's not... She just hasn't just rocked up and no. done it out of nowhere. So good interview. Great, here we go. Um, so on today's show, we're very happy to have uh, Yvonne Van Vlerken, um, who is the current runner-up last year at uh, Kona, the current world record holder over the iron distance in, from Rote last year. So welcome along to the show, Yvonne. Hey, hello. Yeah, I'm 
really honored to be in your program. It's, uh, we just heard uh, Mark Allen, my coach, this afternoon. We heard a couple of your programs, so it was funny to... <laughs> yeah, it's funny that I'm in your program now, so I'm honored. Very good. Hey, look, um, first thing we want to clear up is make sure we get the pronunciation of your name right. So uh, how do, what is the exact pronunciation of your name? My exact pronunciation is Yvonne van Vlerken, but I know all the English-speaking people always have a lot of problems with my name, so I always have to laugh about the pronunciation, but it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm used to it now, so it's okay. So it's Yvonne rather than Yvonne? Um, no, it doesn't matter. I'm okay. A lot of English people call me the, the flying blonde Dutch girl because that's easier and they can pronounce that better. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, you, you sort of burst onto the scene in terms of uh, triathlon and iron distance racing and, and wrote in 2007. Um, a lot of people hadn't heard of you before then, uh, especially those that maybe just focused on Ironman. Can you tell us, you know, your background um, prior to sort of stepping into Ironman in 2007? Okay, um, yeah, I started like triathlons and duathlons in 2000, so I wasn't new to the sport and I was pretty famous, but just in the Netherlands, you know, <laughs> and the Netherlands is quite small, so and Netherlands besides those borders. So I think I won almost every competition in like uh, a scale of 300 kilometers. And that was it. And um, I remember my first big race that was in Clearwater. And I, I think that was 2007. Yeah, it was 2007. And I came off the bike. No, 2006, sorry. I came off the bike um, in the lead. And all the... All the people were, oh, who's that girl? Who's she? Oh, she's Dutch, so she could bike. And But now we have to know if she can run. And the year before, I became world champion duathlon. So they found that out in Google stuff. So then they got scared because they thought, oh, well, then that girl can run as well. So, yeah, that was my first um, Ironman experience. Well, what, yeah. made you, what made you decide to go from duathlon into Ironman? Um. I think that was because I learned to swim like seven years ago. And at a certain point, my swimming became better. So I thought, well, I could do triathlons and win them as well, just like my duathlons. And then I, yeah, it was just more fun to um, compete in boat races. And yeah, I think it's a good, um, how do you say that? It's a good thing to do both because you have the speed from the duathlon. And, yeah, I think Ironman is, is nice, so it's much more fun because you have the three disciplines. But still, it's a good combination. So, yeah, my swimming became better. So I, yeah, took the big step. I, I guess, um, you know, you, you talked about Clearwater there, and I do remember watching that race um, on, on DVD and, and seeing you coming off first off the bike, and I didn't know a lot about you then. Um, but I guess really the big breakthrough for you was um, in, in Rote in, in 2007 when you when you won the race and, and set a, a course record. Um, what were your expectations going into that race? Did you think you would go that fast? Um, yeah, you know, we made a plan, and the plan was when I would have a really good day, I would go like nine hours and ten minutes. With a, like a middle day, I would have nine hour fifteen, and a bad day, we counted it would be nine hour twenty minutes. And my boyfriend Thomas Schoner, he has a lot of experience with Ironman, so I thought, well, when he says that I can be that good, 
then uh, he's right. And yeah, I really wanted to be top five. But then in the race, you know, I never did an Ironman before and he was shocked himself. <laughs> so it just went really smooth and yeah, the weather was great and all the people and I just had a lot of fun. And yeah, you know, he worked really hard on my running. I don't know if you remember, but in Clearwater, my running was kind of bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you saw hair and all kinds of movements that shouldn't be there. So he worked really hard on my running. So, yeah, my running became much better, and especially for the Ironman, it's really, like, uh, yeah, easy, you know? It's, uh, yeah, he learned me to run just perfect for an Ironman, and that just came out on that day. So, so, so then moving forward a year, and we've got Rope 2008, you're obviously a bit more experienced than one of your races now, and uh, going into it, you, you, I don't know, you had such an amazing day. You want us to tell us about that day and how you set the world record and how that felt? Um, yeah, you know, I never heard about the world records then because it was my first Ironman and we didn't know anything about it. So we were just going into that race and I wanted to do really well because I trained for that for seven years and I wanted to do an Ironman like years ago, but I couldn't because my trainer said I had to wait. Um, until I was ready to really compete in the front. And, yeah, he was right because I was a good thing to wait because it's really nice to just work for something that long and that hard. And then on that day when it all fits together and it comes out, it's just unbelievable. And, yeah, we didn't know anything about a world record. So afterwards we had something well couldn't you have gone faster? And, yeah, I could have gone faster, but I was just amazed about all the people and that I was leading. And, yeah, I just enjoyed a little bit as well. And I think I deserved that after seven years of hard training. I may enjoy a little bit as well. And when you look at 2007 against 2008, um, was the race similar for you? Obviously, the conditions were quite different. Um did you have different expectations going into 2008? Um, yeah, of course. I had a lot of experience, and I trained for world records all year. I really wanted to break that record because it was standing for over 14 years, and I wanted to be the one that would break it after that long, and I, I knew I could. So I trained especially for that, and we all believed in that. My whole team knew that I could do it. But, yeah, we woke up at 3 in the morning. <laughs> the weather was so bad, I don't know. Yeah, I think you heard about it. It was really it was like 12 degrees. Mm-hmm. And it was pouring and raining all day. I, I think I told Greg Wells it was like shitty weather <laughs> mm-hmm. to translate it in my English. And it was really bad. And, yeah, you know, then it's like a dream that just uh, that you wake up and... You're in, in the race in 2008. Um, you probably don't know, but I was actually uh, biking with you during that, that ride and, and came off the bike with both you and uh, Erica Chomor. Um, were, were you concerned going into the run, um, you know, she's quite a strong runner, or were you just backing yourself all the way? Um, I knew I was really afraid that I still had her with me. I didn't want that position, you know. I know Erica for seven years. We know each other really well because we raced uh, against each other three or four times a year in every important duathlon. 
because she has the same background as me. And I know that normally she's one of the best runners there is. She's so strong. So I was really afraid that it would be like a sprint at the end. But yeah, then we just kept the, the, the speed high. And I think in yeah, halfway, about kilometer 25, she had to um, leave a little gap. And then it was, yeah, the, the race was decided because I could run away. And yeah, I don't know what normally Erica is. It's, she's an unbelievable athlete. She's so strong. She's a beautiful runner. Her style is nice. And yeah, it was a great fight. Yeah, it wasn't much. I didn't put much of a fight up on the run. You guys ran away from me. It was, <laughs> it was not much fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know that a lot of guys always have problems with that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry, but yeah. John did. <laughs> I thought I was going to kill you girls. I, I ran three hours flat and you guys just killed me. <laughs> oh, but that's not a big difference. It's only a couple of minutes. And that's only then the difference that women are better in their endurance than guys are. On the half, you would have bet us with 10 minutes. So. Oh, I don't know about <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, so, I think so. so. So you're not going to go back to rope this year. Why, why not? Um... A lot of big, um, yeah, big things were my decision to go to um, the Sparkasse of Frankfurt Island in Germany. Um, the main reason is because of their anti-doping system and because of um, the opportunity for my sponsors and myself to uh, just present myself in a better way, okay. uh, a little bit more professional and, yeah, just, just different. You know, I did throughout two times. And I really love the race and I really love to go back, but you have to move on and, you know, really like to win an Ironman and I never did. So it sounds stupid because people think, oh, well, and she was second there and she did, she won that race and that race. But the three Ironmans that I won, that wasn't a real Ironman, not under the Ironman logo. So for me now... You know, like the goal I set for the world record, my goal now is to win an Ironman. So I can't do that in world, so I have to go somewhere somewhere else. Yeah, It's interesting, you know, you bring up the the doping side of things because, again, we now know your background was really strong um, before you came into Rote, but for for perhaps the people that didn't research and, and look into your background, there was accusations directed at both you and Chrissy Wellington and people who haven't followed the traditional build-up to win, winning big races and, and they were questioning how can these girls be doing this without drugs. What's your sort of response to that? Um, for me, especially in the beginning in 2007, that was really hard because I wasn't used to that and I trained so hard for that and all the people in like the Netherlands and Belgium already knew um, uh, what a good athlete I was and you know for the big for the big world they just didn't look further you know I became world champion duathlon European champion seven times Dutch champion and you don't get that for nothing you have to be a good athlete to Mm. become world champion so for me it was really hard because yeah I felt sorry I was crying crying almost every day it was really tough for me and in an interview I said well for me um, maybe it was better when I would have been fifth or something because this is worth it you know and I'm just a girl that trained hard for this for seven years and then there are nasty people like that that are 
saying stuff like that. And yeah, I was happy with my boyfriend because he stood in front of me and he could handle the situation much better than me. So, okay. yeah, but still, from the other side, I can understand, but they should have used the Google stuff and then they would have known. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you get tested much from like in different countries? Sorry? Do you get tested um, for drugs much around the different countries? Uh, I, did, I still don't understand. Sorry. Oh, I'm drug testing. Do you get tested much for drugs when you're racing and competing? Oh, so tested. Sorry. Yeah, yeah I didn't hear that. Uh, yeah, I got tested in like the Powermans and the other duathlons and at the ITU World Championship. Ships, you get tested in like the triathlons like Brasgaat. I don't know if you know that one. That's a big race in Belgium. You get tested there. So, of course, we got tested everywhere. But, yeah, I don't know. And, and are you still tested a lot now that you do Ironman? Or is it is it just, do you just have um, testing at races or is there out-of-competition testing through your um, – through the Dutch Triathlon Union, or is it just at races? Uh, no, we just we have tested. This year, I got tested after every race, and in the Netherlands as well, in Australia, and everywhere. And we will have um, out of competition testing through the doping system of the Ironman Germany. Oh, but okay, until great. now, yeah, so that that's good because Fantastic. that's why we. Um, we went to that race because they have a great system, and I think that's really important in our sport, and especially for me that I can say, well, okay, look, I have my mm-hmm. baby here. I got tested like twelve times, so yeah. shut your mouth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And another issue that you may want to clear up as well um, that that gets directed at at some of the female athletes is is drafting, um, and and I know some people when they think about your performance in rote and, and at other races they say, oh, those girls get pulled up by all the guys. And, and I know some people have directed comments at you about uh, racing with your boyfriend and stuff. But as I said, I, w- I was racing with you in rote for about 100 kilometres on the bike and I could clearly see that both you and, and Erica were making every single effort to try and stay out of any draft zones. So what's your sort of response to when people say that, you know, the, the, the girls who are maybe a bit further back and the swimmer are drafting on the bike. Yeah, I think for me it's already a shame to put any energy in that because I know how I bike and all the people that know me and did a competition with me know how I bike and my power tips and all my files, they say enough. So all the people that know me know exactly how I can bike and maybe the people and especially the girls that are saying stuff like that are just like jealous or like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just, I know a couple of girls that said stuff like that, but they're just, yeah, they're just sorry that they can bike like me. And you know, I'm not arrogant and I know I'm a weak swimmer and I'm, I'm a good runner but I'm an excellent biker and that's just how it is and I'm yeah. not uh, walking besides my shoes how they say in the Netherlands yeah I'm I'm just an excellent bike and I can bike with every guy and like for example I know a race in a half Ironman that I did this year yeah. and there was a girl that said <laughs> from New Zealand she was from New Zealand that said that uh, I drafted, <laughs> and I had to laugh about that because that girl drafted like 
amazing, <laughs> and I can prove that in any way. And in the next race, she she showed that she can't bike and that she was wrong and that she was the one that was drafting. So, you know, you just have to look at the results and that says enough, I think. No, I, I, can, I can vouch for, for you and Rote and I can definitely say that, you know, obviously with so many people on the course, sometimes people roll into the draft zone because there is no choice, but I definitely saw you guys making every effort uh, to avoid that. So, um, yeah, I can vouch for Yeah, Erica's just the same as me. I know her for for eight years now and she's just an amazing athlete and she doesn't need anybody to help her to do a good and fast race and that's the same for me and we know each other so good that we respect each other and that we don't want to have um, um, afterwards that we don't have to have any words about that there could be uh, accusation about drafting. Mm. Hey so <clears throat> excuse me um, you're from from Holland and um you, you don't live there now, do you? No, I live in Austria because my boyfriend, Thomas, uh, lives in Austria. So, yeah, we fell in love. And, um, yeah, I choose for him. I, 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 I like my country. So do you get much support from the uh, Triathlon Union, the Dutch Triathlon Union? Um, they don't have so much money, but they are there for me when I have questions and for all kinds of other stuff. Yeah. But like in financial support, it's really, you know, like a lot of federations, they don't, just don't have the, the opportunity and they don't, they don't have the financial money to to, to help me in a, in a bigger way. So, but of course, I have my sponsors, you know. I have all my sponsors that help me in that way, so I'm not... Uh, I don't need the support of my federation in the Netherlands because I just know that they do what they can, and yeah, I'm happy for that. Are your sponsors mostly um, Dutch-based, or are they sort of uh, more international brands? And feel free to to Um, plugs for your sponsors. Yeah, I have kind of different sponsors. My main sponsor is from the Netherlands. That's Feltec, so they are the like the the main. A dealer for all kinds of brands like Cervelo and CD Shoes and Benefit. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and PowerTap and stuff. And um, they're really good. They really make it possible for me to live like I do and to follow my dream. So, But they, they're in the Netherlands and I still go there off because I have great contact with them. And uh, besides that, I have sponsors in, in Germany and just in Europe. I have Zip. Zip from, yeah, they're located in America. Yeah. And I have the CEP, the, you know the socks. Everybody yeah, yeah, is yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Really, yeah, the socks. I really believe in them. People always ask me, people always ask me, uh, do you, why do you wear them? You know, because people think, well, they, they look nice or stuff, but they really work. And we always wear them. So I really believe in them. Uh, besides they, they that, do, I they have do look a, silly though, don't they? <laughs> Do they look silly? No, they don't look silly. I think John, they look nice. Yeah. <laughs> do you wear them? I, I don't. I, I, I do sometimes. Yeah, okay. Otherwise, you should really try it because it really works. So for people that think they look silly, then they should try themselves. Yeah, John. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, for my red suits, because of my swim isn't my uh, best part, it's really important for me that I have the... A good partner for my for my red suit because that makes a big difference for me when I have the perfect suit. Then I swim at least uh, 
a little bit good. <laughs> so the, for me, that's Xterra. I swam with them for a lot of years, and I think they're just really flexible. And yeah, I don't have any problems. I don't have any problems. I had a collarbone. I broke my collarbone. So every other wetsuit just doesn't work for me. Okay. And their wetsuits are just much more flexible and they're really fast as well. So that's important for me, as you know, because I can't uh, lose any more in the swing than I already do. And yeah, besides that beef meal, I don't know if you know the product. Is that the... Uh, the Chris McCormick yeah, has yeah, yeah. to sponsor as well. Yep. Yeah, and that's a really good product because I think you recover much faster. I use it for like almost a year. And for me, it works pretty well. So I expect to be a little bit a little bit stronger this season because I just feel different. I recover faster after hard training. So you mentioned yeah. your, your wetsuit there. I mean, um, we know you're a fantastic biker and a fantastic runner. Are you doing anything special to to try to improve the, your swim? Yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm working so hard. You don't want to know. You see me crying, sweating, and now the crying. You can leave the crying away. Uh, I'm swimming almost every day. And tomorrow, for example, I will get like swim lessons for my boyfriend in the ocean. In the pool, we're okay, yeah. and we always swim together. But when I hop in the ocean, it's just, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm looking at fish or looking for sharks or I don't know. It's So tomorrow we will swim on the, um, on the course here. And, uh, yeah, I, I try to swim in a group. I try to swim with groups a lot because that's good for my speed. And I always feel that I get stronger when I train with groups a little bit more. You mentioned that yeah. you're, um, you're racing, is it this weekend? Which race is that? Uh, do you mean this weekend or after? This weekend and after. Okay, now this weekend uh, we're both racing in Challenge Barcelona. That's a new uh, race, yep. just like from the Challenge Rock, yeah. Yep. So it's a, like a half Ironman, and it's the first time, so it's a new race, but yep. the field will be good. So uh, Virginia Bresso-Cotego, she was sixth in Hawaii, will be there. Yep. And Katja Schumacher and Tina Bowman and, yeah, me, myself, of course, and a couple of other girls. So I think it will be an exciting race. The course is fast and the bike course is just perfect for me. So a lot of wind and, yeah, I'm looking forward to the race. We all are because everybody is hopping around here and, yeah, but we have to wait a couple of days more. And after that race, I will focus on, um, yeah, Ironman Frankfurt, of course. Yeah. Obviously, Kona is the big goal. You obviously want to win Kona. What do you think you're capable of improving on from last year? And, and do you think it is you're um, capable of beating Chrissy in Kona? Uh, yeah, a lot of people asking me the same questions. And, of course, I would lie when I would say that I wouldn't want to win the race. Of course, I would like to win Kona. That would be like a dream come true, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, my boyfriend is always making jokes. He says, well, it's not too much to ask. You're only asking for one place better. So yeah. I'm always looking like that. And I think that's a great joke because it's true, but still it's a big place. It's a big step. And, um, I'm trying to approve my swim, just as we said before. And I think I can, get i'm already stronger so i could i think i can get like 
six, seven or eight minutes off. I had a bad swim last year. Yeah. Uh, my bike will be a little bit better this year. Um, and I think my run will be much stronger because I had so much respect and a little bit of fear for the marathon in Kona. Uh. So I went off really slow, much slower than I normally do. And yeah, I just learned a lot. And, you know, to become second in your first Kona. Yeah. It's, yeah. You know, I think a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of people would uh, would love to be second in their first race there. I so, <laughs> yeah, and you know the difference will be that we trained in Kona for five weeks. Yeah, in January we were there. Yep. So I trained on the course, and that's something that I will always do for a big race. Um, I really like to get confidence in the whole course, the swim, bike, and run. So we went there. It's not a bad place to go in January. (laughs) So we had a great time and we enjoyed and we met a lot of great people. And it actually feels like a home far away from home. So we're looking forward to go back. And I know that I know the island much better now. And uh, yeah, I will. I think I do better. Great. Awesome. Oh, we, uh, it's been a fantastic couple of years for you, so we um, wish you all the best for the rest of uh, this year. And, um, you know, we, we'll actually be over in Kona doing podcasts from there, so maybe we can be talking to the, the new world champion in October. <laughs> we are. Uh, <laughs> hey, that sounds great, but I think we have some work to do. You know, I'm working hard <laughs> with uh, Mark Allen, everybody think knows him huh? yeah. so and he knows what it takes to to win that race so i think he already learned me a lot of stuff but i have a long way to go and yeah you know october it's not that far away so we will see but i think i have a lot of years to go so when it won't when it isn't this year then for sure it will be another year awesome you, you've got a lovely attitude and uh thanks for coming on the show today it's been great Right so on. there thanks, we go. Thanks for that. Yvonne Van Vlerken. You can yeah. just do a search on her and you'll be able to find a website and it has got an English section to it. Yep. And it's got a little bit of her um, running. One thing I would say, and this is... I'm not trying to be mean whatsoever. When you see her run racing, and I'm not sure if we've already discussed this, she uh, on like her website and pictures, she looks like quite a solid unit. Yeah. When you see her in person, she's not solid no, at no. all. And it just goes to show how skinny some of those other girls are, man. Yeah. And she is just... She's small, yeah, she's, and but not big by any means, eh? No, and uh, yet on she's uh, around runs. Yeah, <laughs> she is. So um, nice girl. We have an interview. Nice interview there. We talked to her boyfriend after the race, and uh, yeah, it was after the interview, wasn't it? and he was really at pains to link, uh, to 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 point out. You know, there has been the issue of him racing and her drafting off her that people have claimed and he's just gone out of his way to try to make things like that not happen yeah it's really interesting when you talk to him because like Joe Lorne and her partner um, had that situation as well where you've got a partner who you know is a good male athlete and could probably stay around the same time as Vaughn as he's racing and so a lot of speculation goes on that they're actually cheating when they're racing that he may draft her mm. and uh, you were saying and wrote there's no way she drafted it with, no um, no way I yeah. mean 
as I said, uh, occasionally you drift into the draft zone because there's so many people there. Yeah, but, but they were really consciously making a big, big effort not to draft off the other girls. And yeah, so, yeah it was it was it was impressive. And he was just saying how when he enters races, he has to make sure. Like I think in Barcelona, he was saying he wanted to leave with the guy pros just because he's a better swimmer than her, and that way he couldn't get done. Yeah, so he's a, he still races age group, but the age groupers I think in Barcelona were leaving a little um, bit after, or they left in waves, five, five minutes yeah. after or something like that, and uh, that meant he would likely catch her. In the swim um, and probably be with her on the bike and to avoid that he said I want to, can you please enter me in the pro because I don't want this to be an issue yeah. and he said um, a lot of the stuff got blown out of proportion in, in Geelong uh, where there was the allegations that, that they worked together and he just said it's just complete rubbish and, uh, and that's okay because like as a as an athlete who's got a top partner racing mm. you know you, you don't want to be like taking away from what she's doing but mm. you also want to have your own race and mm. you know it's just energy you don't have to think about eh? mm. yeah so, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. having seen her firsthand, I know that she's not a drafter from, from the one race that I've seen. So. Yeah, yeah. And that was, a, that was a good race to see it in too because you were by yourself for ages, eh? Yeah. Yeah, you, if you could draft, that was a race to do it. Yep. Yep. Okay, uh, sponsors. Athlinks.com. com. John. Tell me something about it. Well, the you know the try by sort of deal. By the time this you know, this podcast comes out, may or may not still be going. So you just go on there, and if you want to get anything off off try bys, you go onto Athlinks first. You might see the little uh, the little banner up there. You might not, but get, <laughs> get on there quick. You might get it, but you might not. Yeah. So just encourage people. Uh, you know, we've we've talked about the club side of things, but I, I really encourage people in our club to try to join up. Not a lot of them have uh, have done so yet, but it's saying I'm, I'm certainly going to be pushing. And it's one of those things once you get on there and you actually do start gathering all your results you do realize that it's uh, it's quite funky it's, some people might want to go on there every single day and and, and, and treat it like a, a real community other people like me i like to just keep all my results in one place which i quite enjoy doing mm, and, and what's cool is if you go to the front page because if you sign in it just always goes to your page but if you go to the front page um, what it does is it shows you some local stuff that's happening in your area. So if you're looking for a club, let's say you're new to triathlon, you haven't really found a community to join, you go to Athlinks and you can see the different clubs in your area for running clubs and triathlon clubs and so on. And also some local races in your area as well. So Local results as well in your yeah. area yeah. Um, and local athletes in your area. So Great. you can see the guys that are active and check, it, check out their profiles. And if you're thinking, that person might be a good training mate, you can always pop them a little Athlinks message. And Bob's your uncle. And if you have got any businesses, if you're a business owner and, and Triathlon is your market, um, there's also the expo you can get involved in. Get up there. It's a great way for keeping in touch with um, clients, potential clients as well. Coffees of Hawaii. We're going second with them this week because we went last last week. Okay. So Coffees of Hawaii. We chose a coffee last week, didn't we? The, the Nightingale. Nightingale. Oh, good memory. <clears throat> Fantastic, <laughs> especially because you're in Poland. I know. Uh, one of the good things about coffees of Hawaii is they give back to the planet, and that's one of the things we've talked about with these Patagonia shirts. You can get the reason they got in um, with that clothing group is because uh, they're both involved in this giving back one percent of uh, profits to the planet, basically <laughs> to the planet. And uh, so it's it's a good sustainable business. They're doing all they can to to operate in a good sustainable and environmentally friendly way, which we like. Well, and, and if you know somebody who owns a cafe and they're looking for good coffee, and mm. probably if you're overseas, it's probably a good thing to do because it's a different brand. Yeah, totally. You know, and it's a it's a good it's a well presented brand. It's a good brand. We know it's great stuff. That they, they actually have wholesale and retail retail sales. So if you want to get some for your calf or your local calf, and maybe you should suggest it to them and. And on their website, they have 
a place where you can organise all that stuff. Wholesale, credit applications, resale certificate, nice. We like it all. Yeah, so you could have like a, an island cafe. You could. And have coffees of Hawaii. You could. Yeah, that's the thing. You, got, you, you usually want to try to have a point of difference. There's so many bloody coffee shops out there. Yeah. And if you've got a bit of a point of difference... It's interesting because I, I don't go to coffee shops a lot, but Joe, my partner, does. And she was saying how she, um, I said, so what, what, what really is the difference between a coffee shop? You know, what makes some people, and obviously there's kind of the, the culture and the place, but she said the number one thing is coffee first. Mm. You know, if it's bad coffee, you're not going to go back. Mm. Mm, so there you go. So get on to it. Coffeesofwai.com. Trybuys.com. I've gone to the Triathlon Gear Specials page, John. I love this page. You do love this page. I do love this page. Plenty of racing gear on this page. You know, that's a, that's a key thing. If you want to look fancy when you get out there racing, there's lots of really cheap, well, not cheap is not the right, heavily discounted. Well, uh, I'd say pretty cheap. Yeah, I'd say pretty cheap. <laughs> Try gear for racing. So just click on the... 50% sp- off some of this stuff. Click on the specials page. There's lots of tri shorts. There's lots of sports bras. You get a race suit for 49 bucks. That's very solid. That is solid, man. Suit stuff. Because they know how to charge in our sport, don't they? They don't know how they, to charge. They know how to charge. You get less material and they pay more for it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> What's all that about, Willis? Yeah. I just don't understand it. But not when you go to tri-buys. Look at that. Was $55, now $13.75. For a sprint tri-zoot top. Oh, and it's looking pretty flashy. Girls, girls, pay attention because there's a hell of a lot more girls stuff up here than guys. So girls, well, it's probably 50-50. But yeah. girls, <laughs> you girls, thought they were girls, didn't you? <laughs> Get on, get on. There's plenty of good stuff. And remember... When I wonder you, who their model is because he's got mean arms. When you, when you click on the specials page... Do just, She's got mean arms too. Do remember that you click across the top, the specials on swim, bike, run, off-road. Yeah, no-brainer. No-brainer. Good watch. Trybuys.com. Trybuys.com. Okay. So, uh, John, what are you up to for the rest of the week? Rest of this week, heavy training week. Could be a bit of fatigue when I get back in the studio. When do you get back? I get back... But we've already pre-recorded next week's show yeah, as well. I get we? back on the day that we normally record. But what? I've kind of thought I'm not getting off a you know 35 hours of travelling, 40 hours of travelling. and You're going to be, you're gonna be KO'd. I'll be fine. No, you're not. Because, because I once went to Portugal for five days. Mm. And we flew. Portugal is like the longest you can go just about. It's probably, yeah, it's pretty close. It was pretty far. Yeah. It, was, it was over 35 hours, I think it was. And so took everybody to get there. Got there in the morning. So, and I didn't sleep the whole way there. Worked. Yeah. And partied non-stop for like five days. Flew home. Took me a month. <sighs> took me a month, John. Week. A month. It was it was pain. <laughs> and you're doing pretty similar distance and travel. And you're going to do crazy training for seven days non-stop. Get on a plane, fly home. There's not going to be a lot of partying in the evening. The boys do stay out drinking beers. But yeah. I can assure you I'm in bed. I, I'm, I'm thinking up. three weeks. Three weeks. Give it two days. Two days? Give it two days. Yeah, days I'm going to call you at six in the morning. Hey, mate, how you going? Don't worry. Thomas will be calling me at six in the morning. <laughs> Pre-six. That's the first time away from your girl. I know. Oh, emotional. She's causing a little strife at home, the little girl. Oh, really? Tell me. Just a bit of reflux at night. Uh, what so, time did she wake up? She's just not going down to sleep. Uh, mm. Frustrating? Frustrating. Very frustrating. I just said she got back from the meet the teacher interview with the parents, mm. with the teacher at school. and High achieving daughter. Well, she's doing well, which is good, but also she likes to talk. Mm. Yep. And the problem is, turns out my daughter looks like she's never working, but mm. she always gets her work done, and then she talks to the other kids. Takes them off their game. Yeah, so she's, it's actually quite wise, I think, mm. because it makes her look better, mm. because she gets the work done, gets good marks. Lowers everybody else down. Nice. See, she learns stuff from her father. That's what I always used to do, talk. Yes. So, don't, think you that's, don't think that's a surprise to anybody. 
Anyway, short show, but it's quality show. Quality, quality special for the ending. Yeah. <laughs> Iron Rust. I'm Indo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia, Kia car. car.